0: Brian Broadus, Patrick Walker, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Wednesday, November 15th, 2023, season 19, episode number 71. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. And today we get into Cowboys versus Panthers. We'll talk about the Panthers offense versus the Dallas defense. Uh, hopefully, in the final segment, we'll get to some opportunities to get some questions from you guys. You can hit me up on Twitter. You can also call our, or text us, I'm sorry, on the Cowboys text line, 817 290 3298. Again, 817 817- 290 2903298. All right, let's jump in. Let's talk a little bit about this Carolina offense versus the Dallas defense. Before we get to that though, uh give me a quick storyline. If you're looking at this week going into this week, knowing where the Cowboys are in the season, what's the biggest storyline heading into this game?
2: I'm curious to see um what the Cowboys do against or how well the Cowboys do against one of the better passing secondary secondaries uh in the in the league. You know, one and eight on the overall record as far as the Panthers are concerned, but I think that's a bit deceiving. I think that's mostly because Bryce Young and the offense can't get things going as as we'll talk about here shortly. But that that secondary is ranked sixth in the league as far as what they don't allow. Um and here come the Cowboys, basically just a a runaway locomotive with Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, now Brandon Cooks, Jake Ferguson getting in the mix, Michael Gallup bouncing back, Tobert, some of these younger guys. So I'm just interested to see Um, not necessarily if they can keep the good times rolling, because I believe they can, but I want to see if they can absolutely steamroll uh, a top 10, damn near a top five secondary in the NFL. If so, then that will bode well for what awaits them on the back end of November going into December, especially.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, personally, I feel like the consistency aspect of things as far as the offense the Cowboys offense going into that game I think I feel comfortable knowing or now that they've done it kind of three weeks in a row I think I'm getting to the point where okay they can keep that tempo going week to week now what can they do with the running game and this is a stretch where I'm really kind of laser focus on that part of the game because I highly believe that they will need that and part of that heading into December and towards the last weeks of December. And I think this is just another really good opportunity to find... Something that works in the running game and kind of start establishing that part because I think they they can do that against this defense.
4: Yeah, this is once again you're dealing with a rookie quarterback that's really struggling right now, and they have a veteran offensive line with the exception of one. uh, They have a rookie starter at guard, but they're having struggles with his ability to find receivers down the field. He's holding the ball way too long. So can you continue to put pressure on him? Can you continue to make life miserable for him? Uh, He puts his defense in a lot of bad spots because they can't sustain drives. And so that's what I'm going to – can you defensively – can you keep the pressure on a guy that's super talented – but he's really struggling the way he's playing right now.
1: Do you guys at all worry about the fact that this will be the second week in a row when Dallas is going into a game against a team that is at the bottom of the league? And they are literally at the bottom of the league. They are the worst team statistically in the NFL from the standpoint of their record. Do you worry about the Cowboys letting up and uh, and creating a situation where maybe they get upset as, what ha- as is what happened uh, in Arizona?
2: I mean, I, I have some minor concerns. I wouldn't say they're major. I think when you look at Arizona, until you see the Cowboys have played enough of these games post-Arizona um, and and mowed through teams, then, you know, enough where you could say, okay, they've learned the Arizona lesson. They haven't done it just yet, so there is a little bit of concern there, especially being that they're on the road. They've not been great on the road this season, so you have those concerns and then mix in while while Bryce Young is playing poorly, guess what he still is? He's a mobile quarterback and the Cowboys uh, a time or two they can struggle against a mobile quarterback if they don't you know, uh, stand their lanes. Um, so you have those three minor concerns. I still think the Cowboys get it done. Uh, not necessarily worried about an upset but I'm also not going to overlook this team. Again, I think this team in Carolina and then they're playing at Bank of America Stadium. I think they can ride the wave of fans who are probably looking at this as Carolina Super Bowl. I mean, this is going to be the biggest game that the Panthers fans see. So they're going to get up uh, and ready for this and be careful because the players can feed off of that.
4: I think the thing about this, this game to me is that the one win they have is against the Houston Texans Mm -hmm. and the Texans, I think are playing pretty good football right now. And it took a drive basically for them to go 87 yards to get the game winning field goal here. So they're capable. This team is not as talent poor as what the Giants were. So all you have to do is watch that Houston tape. That should get your attention right there that they got after, I feel like, a pretty good team there down in Houston uh, to get that win. So if you're going to go in there and think you're going to roll your helmet to the middle of the field and it's going everything's going to come up great, I think you might be a little bit mistaken. Yeah, the numbers say, record-wise, this is not a good team and they struggle in a lot of areas. But they, they did beat a team that I look at as, as kind of one of those up-and-coming teams with the Texans.
3: Yeah, I think I think you you have to always show some respect no matter what team you're talking about that you're gonna face. Even when they played the Giants last week, we knew kinda <laughs> we knew what that team looked like. We know how the Cowboys played the Giants, but you still gotta give them respect and take it take them serious and go into that game with all the right and proper preparation leading up to when they they hit that um they hit the field. But I feel like to me, you know, they already used the card of they should have won that game mm-hmm. against the Cardinals. <laughs> I mean, you only get one of those cards. That's well, how, that's kind of how I see it. But one. you shouldn't, you should not play that card yeah. again. So this is one of those instances. Like I think they should win that this game. It doesn't mean like be lazy about it throughout the week, but. This is one of those that it'll be a good match and the Cowboys should stay on a roll.
1: Yeah, I think that was a bit of an aberration just because you look at the history of this team over the last several years. They don't usually lose games to teams that they are clearly better than. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen very often. Them. They usually actually, they're bullies in those games. They will beat up on bad teams. So I think that was a bit of an aberration. And, and what you saw last week suggests that the Cowboys didn't let up uh, knowing they were facing a bad team in the Giants. And uh, you would suspect that they would continue with that mindset this week as they face another team that has a bad record. But as you said, they got some talent. And we're going to dive into that a little bit more and talk about that talent. Let's take an early break uh, so we have a little time more on the other side of the break to really dive into the Carolina offense versus the Dallas defense. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: find Find a location near you.
1: to the break.
4: Head to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, December 9th to experience Rally Day presented by SeatGeek. Take a tour of AT&T Stadium, get an autograph from Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and alumni, play games, head out to the Miller Lighthouse and even play in the field. And don't forget to get your photo with Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus. Visit at and com slash Rally Days for tickets and more information.
1: Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Yeah. Yeah, doing a little something out there in yeah. the – the In today's plaza.
3: world, Brian, yes, women get out I'd, of the house about to and, say, and do stuff. i am about to say, no,
1: I'm, I'm really happy for her. Quiet as kept. She's running the whole thing, I, I, just so you I, know. I, she's I, running boss. the whole thing. No If it's anything like my house, she's running the whole no thing. So question. Just, just, no question. Just to put that out there. Uh, this segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. All right, so let's talk about this Carolina offense. I want to start with the quarterback. You yeah. did mention him briefly, Bryce Young. Yeah. Okay, give me the scout report. What does he do well, and where does he struggle most?
4: Well, Patrick talked about his ability to move and to scramble, and I think that's the one thing that he has always had that ability. When you watched him play at Alabama, his elusiveness was always impressive. He still yeah, has, he got us. yeah, he still has that. Uh, absolutely right about that. <laughs> Who missed that tackle that day? That linebacker. <sighs> It wasn't overshone. Was it overshown? Was it, it
1: overshown? <laughs> I don't remember. That's why I asked. No. I kind of wanted to crazy. say overshown, but I'm not sure. I don't want to put him out I there. I thought like it was that. a blitz. I but, thought it was But s- it was it was one of those, they yeah. got in, they should have gotten him, and he just yeah. was like, whoop, and he's off and running. I, I, and, I, I, and I, was, was, I was hoping yeah, it nice wasn't overshown
4: yeah, at all. Like that? <laughs> but that, that one of his best traits is his ability to scramble. one of his best traits in college was his accuracy, and he's struggling with that here. Uh, with uh, with the Panthers a little bit, he's holding the ball way too long, mm. uh, and you know uh, Daniel Jeremiah said it best when he described him, and I, and I think he's dead on about this is that there's a difference between college open and pro open, and he has to get that, he mm. has to understand, you know when you're when you're open in in the, in the NFL, it's might be within a yard. It might be two yards. You have to make sure that you make those throws. And he's holding the ball way too long. There's been way too many attempts where teams are making him throw off his back foot, and he's hoping for the absolute best. Uh, But like I said, the scrambling, the avoiding the rush, that elusive trait, he still has that to his game. But he wants to deliver the ball more than he wants to scramble at this point in the season. And pressure really bothers him. So when you (laughs) you see when he – and you can even see it when you watch the end zone copy – when like and the Colts did this to him when they move the front a little bit with the twists and stuff which Dallas absolutely does mm-hmm. his eyes go from downfield to the rush and then back tries to go back up to the to find where the receivers are and it doesn't work out for him that way it, it's been a it's been a struggle for him uh this first year at least through the first uh 10 games or so
1: as you look across their skill players uh who do you think is the most dangerous skill player that they have and how does Dallas match up there
4: well DJ shark is the one guy that, is is the guy that's got the size and he's got the physicality and he has the ability to go get the ball. Uh, he can really, really run, but he's not healthy right now. He's got an elbow problem, mm-hmm. and there might be some thought about him not being able to go this week. Uh, they do have Adam Thielen, and we all kind of know Adam Thielen's game. He can't run out of sight. But what he does is they put him in a lot of different spots and they allow him to operate that well he's a super reliable receiver he's going to catch a lot of make contested catches if you look at where the quarterback if you look at the metrics and stuff like that to him the tape will show you that he throws the ball to him and there's usually a reception with the others it's kind of a little bit of a 50 50 proposition uh with him jonathan mingo is a, is a is a young player that they got from uh old miss from mississippi He's a big guy. He's got a running back like body. Six one. He's, he's two hundred twenty pounds. You throw him the ball, he catches it. He's got a burst. He's got ability. He's got speed to be a deep threat, even though they haven't used him in that way. Uh, but when it came to tracking the ball and things like that, he was really, really good. But they, they've had problems getting their receivers the ball because, again, the pressures that the quarterback deals with and the sacks that he has to endure.
2: Uh, And and some numbers to support what Bryce saying as far as Bryce Young holding the ball a little bit longer than you would typically see from a quarterback with his level of mobility the bears who have a solid defense obviously particularly after the trade deadline um but bryce was pressured on nearly 48 percent of his dropbacks in week nine by the bears uh so if you're talking about now going against a cowboys team that leads the league in the pressures and ability to get back there and now bryce young holding the ball longer than you know his coach would like him to advantage cowboys also um he's young obviously he's not ready to be able to dissect zone coverages at the nfl level uh 89.6% of his dropbacks against the bears were in zone coverage that they, that he faced 23 of 38 for 168 yards and three interceptions. Two of those were pick sixes. So if you're the Cowboys and you're Dan Quinn, you're you're looking at this in two ways. Send the pressure. Like your your four-man front is going to get pressure back there. He's going to hold the ball longer, which gives you an opportunity to get to him. But if you mix that with zone coverage that he is having trouble reading, I mean, you are really in some good green uh, grass there for the Cowboys defense.
1: Yeah, to that point, talking about the sacks, uh, he's allowed. They've allowed 32 sacks so far this Fifth season. Fifth most in the league. Yeah, and that's through nine games. So they're averaging 3.6 sacks per game. That's yeah. a lot. That's and, a ton. And
4: they're top ten in 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 hurries, too. Yes. So you pressures. say Mike is going to be happy this week. Well, but, yeah.
1: you know, and actually the question becomes, where are they most vulnerable? Because when you yeah. look at their offensive line, you know, obviously the Cowboys got horses, and they can pressure you from different points on the line. Right. But I want to know offensive, like, where's the, where's right, the, the problem?
4: Right tackle. Okay, got T- it.
1: Taylor Morton, he's a veteran Michael. guy.
4: And yeah, Taylor Morton, yeah, uh, he's a, a veteran guy. He's, he's got Taylor Morton's a big guy, and he's made a ton of starts. The problem is he's big and he struggles with speed. Mm. And so, you know, his, his main problem is footwork. When his footwork's bad, he's generally a bad protector. Uh, and that's where I think that the Cowboys, off that, off the, it would be the defense is left, offense is right is where taylor morton is they also struggle a little bit with the veteran at the center with the bradley bozeman who they got uh from uh, baltimore uh he's a guy that we've seen some centers the last couple of weeks that don't handle one-on-one stuff very well and if you watch the colts game which i did uh you'll see that he had a real struggle uh inside dealing with the colts and that that power that they play with so uh, i think you can win on the on the on the uh, left side of your defense, and I think you can win in the middle. And it, and it really affects them. Amber, to answer your question, I know you're going to ask me, how well do they run the ball? They don't run the ball well at all. Yeah, <laughs> that's just not not something you're going to have to particularly worry about. Now, I, I will say this though, they've got some guys that are capable of it. Uh, Chuba Hubbard from mm-hmm. Oklahoma State is not average. He's averaging less than four yards a carry. He is a physical runner. When he does have space, he's able to finish runs. He's a tough runner and all that. The problem is he's got no space to run him. Miles Sanders came over from the Philadelphia Eagles. Both these guys are well below what you would consider you know, uh, successful running plays. I think it's right at four yards a carry, and they're, they're below that average right now. So it's been very difficult for them. They get absolutely no push in the running game. They don't secure any type of blocks up front. Uh, people have just really had free runs at their – uh, at their running backs, and and uh, and and that's I think that's affected the lack of the running game. It's also hurt the quarterback's ability. Uh, to, to to kind of grow uh, as uh, we're going forward here. I'm
3: getting scared for them. Like, I'm like thinking, well, can, well what can we do to help them? <laughs> like, <I> can...
1: Nothing. <laughs> Nobody feels no, sorry no, for you no, in the no, NFL, man. No. No. I know, I know, obviously.
3: <laughs> but, man, I would be having nightmares as I'm not a rookie this week if I was not a, them.
4: It's not a, complete, not a rookie team, other than the quarterback. Yeah. It really is veteran players. They are just not very good. Uh, when it comes to I mean, the games, the, the Bears game, the the Colts game, the Colts really beat up on him up front. You know, when I was watching that, when I was like impressed with how they were able to kind of attack. And I, I you know, Dad, this will be this will be a tough matchup for Carolina. And look at to,
2: what the, they're up against now, Jonathan Hankins. We talked about yeah. him yesterday as mm-hmm. well as he's playing yeah. as far as interior guys. You know what Osa is doing. Yep. Uh, and you know, let me find out. Mozzie Smith is warming up. Let me find out. So, I mean, this defensive interior for the Cowboys is just as destructive as the defensive ends with yeah. Micah and Dorrance and Demarcus, and now Sam is heating up as well. Dante Fowler can't All forget right. to mention him. So, I mean, they're they're up against it. The Panthers are, but yeah, no, I don't feel sorry. I hope they're having nightmares. I mean, no team feels sorry for the Cowboys when they lost Trayvon Diggs, when they lost. Sorry,
1: I
3: just have a heart. I have feelings. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: I don't have. You're a, a good f- person. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. Yeah. My, my no. Heart, I still my heart. Split my heart stopped. There's heart. no room for good yeah, people. Yeah. My heart
2: starts, starts when we talking X's and O's. All right, so here's
1: my question, O'Brien. There, there's been a time or two this year when they have gotten things going, particularly that Seattle game. They threw yeah. through for 334 yeah. yards. When they've had success, what does it look like? What did they do that got them that success?
4: I think it's, it, what it comes down to is that ability. The quarterback, they they have, as I mentioned, they have the skill guys on the outside. The problem is they don't always get that protection that they need. And, and the quarterback, I don't think, is very sure. And, you know, and it's really funny because he was such a confident player at Alabama. And, you know, one of the reasons why he was a Heisman Trophy winner is because of his ability to escape, the ability to be accurate, to be able to make throws, you know, and, and he's capable of doing that. That's why they drafted him first overall. So to me, it, it really hinges about what how their offensive line plays. If their offensive line is poor, like I've seen the last couple of weeks, they're going to have problems. You know, that's the issues there. But when they kind of – it's like anybody else, when you find ways to – to protect your quarterback, and then your receivers find ways to get open. And these guys are veteran receivers; they can get open. The quarterback has missed them in a lot. I mean, there's been a lot yes. of throws where you're like my oh, "Gosh, they're open," and he just overthrows the guy, or he throws it. It's a crossing route, and he throws it in the dirt. You know, when he, if when he he's he's very capable of that. And you mentioned the Seattle game; that was something that when you watched them play, it was you're right. It kind of all came together. They were able to block the front. Receivers were able to make some plays. And, you know, that's that's that's, you know, how they're able to to they, they at least look like an NFL offense playing that way.
2: And he doesn't Bryce. I mean, he, he doesn't necessarily feel comfortable throwing deep uh, in this offense. I mean, he throws a ton of flat routes yeah. and he tries to keep it to the you know, left and right of him. Some, you know, negative air yards behind the line of scrimmage, hoping that his guys can can get those positive yards after that, that yak. But I mean, he's not to this point, he's not going to throw it deep. Now, mm-hmm. you'll probably get one or two shots just to try to back up the Cowboys secondary, but given his trend, I, I mean, I'd be aware of it, but I wouldn't play him that way. I mean, I would go and get him and then mm-hmm. drop it, drop the uh, coverage in zone and dare him to to read, to read it, yeah. the, the Dan Quinn zone coverage, and I don't think that he can on a consistent basis. I think this is where you can get a multiple interception game like the Bears did. Deron Bland get another one. Stefan Gilmore get one. Maybe J. Lou you know, has a Strong game, So challenge, like, like Brian is saying, challenge Bryce Young and his inexperience and his his anxiety because it feels like he's playing with anxiety right now. He doesn't feel comfortable. He doesn't look like he did at Alabama. So this is a different version. All you need to do is go in there and break him early
1: uh, mentally, and then the rest of the game kind of falls right in your lap. OK, of all the guys that we haven't mentioned today on that Panthers offense, give me an X-factor name that maybe hasn't played up to expectations this season for whatever reason. But you wouldn't be surprised if we come in here Monday and you're like, man, this guy actually had a pretty good day against the Cowboys. Hayden Hurst, the tight end. Hayden
4: Hurst is a guy, it's a veteran player. Uh, Hayden Hurst, if you go back and watch Hayden Hurst play against the, when he played for the Cincinnati Bengals, he helped Joe Burrow so much. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he they, the, the Bengals made a choice to move on from him. And, and he's at Carolina. Hayden Hurst hasn't played to the level of what he has in the past where, you know, he was a first-round pick with the – with the Ravens and was one of those guys that super athlete coming out of South Carolina play you know lined up at wide receiver lined up at slot Tight end, inline, all that, he's capable of doing all that. He's got grit, he's got toughness, he's not a great blocker, but when you start to throw him the football, he's capable of making plays. They just haven't got him the ball nearly enough. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of these games where, yes, Dallas wins, but then Hayden Hurst has like seven catches, you know, for some for some for some positive yards. It it probably won't be enough, but if you told me, by the way you asked the question, that would be the one guy that I would kind of be concerned about.
2: I would I'm gonna go into the backfield and I think the Cowboys can definitely win this matchup as far as rush defense versus rushing attack but uh, we've seen Miles Sanders give the Cowboys some fits before um, when he was in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform so um, for me when it comes to familiarity you know although there's not a lot for the Cowboys versus the Panthers as an organization there's zero versus Bryce Young but uh, Miles Sanders knows how to play against the Cowboys and he he typically gets himself going for the Cowboys so and he's versatile back so he can take the handoff he can catch the um you know those some of those flats uh, negative air yards and then turn those into positive yards so I look to a guy like Marquise Bell uh, with that speed and athleticism to make sure that Miles Sanders doesn't doesn't have a a strong start
1: which could lead to a challenging day so yeah for me it's Miles Sanders a topic that we haven't gotten to yet this week that came from last week's game uh Micah Parsons you make anything of Micah not registering a tackle or sack and then not talking to the media after game
4: uh, you know, to me, we all love Micah, and this is just my opinion. It's a bad look to win a game as handedly as they did and then to walk out on it. That's just and, and Micah is very good. I mean, I think he you know when he's asked to do media stuff, he's been very good. I think his podcast is very insightful.
1: I think he's which very. I give him. I tip my hat to. I, to that. I think yeah. it's
4: very honest how you know, and I wonder how he gets along with some of his teammates that way, and I wonder how they think because when he ranks guys, he'll put other players around the league ahead of his own teammates, which is kind of the opposite of what we generally see from a player. Like you know, well, oh, Dak's the best. This you know, he's better than and then, you know, you're like okay. But Micah's not afraid to put, like, two or three guys ahead of one of his own teammates. Mm -hmm. So I find it really uh, – to me, it's – the word, I think, is optics. I think it's a bad optics Mm -hmm. that he walked out after they were as dominant as they were uh, against the Giants. And I I can understand him being frustrated, but, you know, sometimes you do have to stand up there and say, hey, I really – I had to play a lot of coverage today. (laughs) I only had a few opportunities to rush. The the five times I had to play in coverage, we had three sacks. That's a positive today. That's how I look at it. You know, I would have felt a lot better him saying stuff like that than I would have uh, where, uh, you know, him walking out on you.
2: Uh, I agree. Um, And I've not chimed in on the topic on social media just because for me it's It's as much of a non-story as anything else because I feel like like we said earlier this week or what's today? Yeah, earlier this week when I was like, you know, Mike is going to end up having like three sacks against Bryce and this is not going to be a non-issue next week. So let's not harp on it. Um, But since you posed the question, I do believe it's a bad look. Um, I love, love, love... Uh, His competitive fire, I do not want him to figure out a way to turn that down. Keep that exactly where it is, at full steam, full throttle. But as he becomes a veteran in this league, he has to understand that there's a way to channel it appropriately. Um, If you're frustrated that you got blanked, you then have to, like Brian said, look at what your other contributions were. Your presence is helping other guys uh, get their legs. It's helping guys like Sam Williams, who, you know, what, two, three weeks ago, he had the the Twitter storm where he said, free me. Okay, Mm -hmm. the competitive of the fire. I love it, guys. Keep it coming. You got a bunch of dogs on defense. Everybody wants to eat. But when you win the game and you win it in the fashion in which you did, yeah. and your defensive counterparts are eating or ate the way they did, and you have um enjoyed more mm-hmm. than your share of meals prior to that game, and will enjoy several more going forward over the course of what we believe could be a gold jacket career. Have the the wherewithal to pause for a second and say, I wanted to contribute as well for pressures and sacks. But this apparently wasn't my week to do so. But we went out and won. We won in big fashion. The defense looked great. So you know what? I'm going to take this and I'm going to channel it toward Bryce. And I'm going to go and eat Hardy against him as opposed to walking out, as opposed to, you know, free me on on Sam Williams as a reply to Sam Williams' tweet uh, this week. So still a young man. Has some growing to do, will grow, so let's give him that grace. But I do agree with Brian, optics is the word, and it's just bad optics. So I think he'll learn from this. I hope he'll learn from this.
3: Well, the thing for me, you gotta be a good team member. And you know, you gotta support other people's victories and success. You gotta show up and be like, hey. Credit to so and so, credit to so and so. We all know it's a team effort. Right. We all know that those guys don't get it if Micah is not there. Right. So you gotta recognize that. And and the thing that bothers me is like, no one really ever talks crap about Micah. Like, the media isn't killing him, talking negative things. So, because if that was the case and our whole Dallas mm-hmm. huddle media people was constantly just talking, beep. <laughs> then that's different. Yeah. You know, I don't want to talk to you. F you. You know, I'm out of here. What? Uh, I get it. But that's not the case. I think so, he's the
2: only bulletproof
1: guy here as far as... I don't as know players. about bulletproof, but yeah, he's not getting a lot. Yeah, he's not. Team. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah get, and but. because it's it's not needed. We see we see the work. He's like a great in, We well, see what yeah, you do on he's the field. So yeah. to me, the only part that bothers me about that is like, give other people their flowers. Like, you know me if I was again I don't know everything that happens in there I don't know the conversations I don't really know the true relationships in there so I can't just know what I'm saying is not based on any of that because I'm not there but if it was me as a teammate and today I had a good day and you Derek you're there and you want to walk out or whatever and have that type of behavior it would make me upset you mm-hmm. would be like what the f- you know, like, right. why so are you like, doing too? Why like, are you, can you doing that? Like, like you know, because you've had right. all—you're shining all the time. You're the guy. You're the guy on the posters. Look at over there. <laughs> right He's behind. the one in the center, <laughs> right behind, uh, right behind uh, Patrick. So it's just one of those things. And, and then. It does bug me sometimes when he, he won't say something to the media and then jumps on the podcast. And I get it. But at the same time, this is part of the business. This is part of why your name is mentioned so much because of the media. The media keeps you interested and puts out. That's sadly how the media works. But that, that's just part of the business. You're the superstar. And you got to, you know, you got to do it. Too. Which is one
2: reason I will eternally respect Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, it doesn't matter how the game went for him or how the game went for the Cowboys. Good, bad, up, down. Uh, Tony Pollard had a great game. Zeke had a bad game. Zeke was still standing in front of yeah, that, that train. Um, and, and so it's I think it just goes to growth. And, and, you know, I believe that guys like Dan Quinn, and when it comes to a player, from a player perspective, I would believe guys like Demarcus Lawrence will pull you know, Mike to the side and say, you know, hey, we love you to keep that fire going. But going forward, the optics, it's not a yeah. good look. Not a good look.
4: Yeah, Marcus Spears, I remember, as always being the guy, yes, good or was. bad, that would stand there. And then there's a reason why he's so successful on ESPN yeah. right now because he understood how important it was to be consistent with that. You know, you can't be, you know, out there. But I think you're right, too, about the podcast stuff. Love his podcast. I really, really do. Just, you know, if you're going to just take the opportunity to cover all the ground, you know. I mean, you have your obligations to your podcast, You know, we have obligations, too, to the people that, you know, follow us and listen to us. We're trying to get, you know, the feelings, your stories, how you played, what you thought and all that. That would – that helps us, too, as well.
1: Right. And you got to remember – Media are people, too. So when you yeah. when you do those things and you stand up in front of yeah. the media and you're regular and you're consistent, and you guess the what? They'll out. be very happy to yeah. take yep. your podcast yep. and amplify your podcast Absolutely. because they are people, too. Absolutely. And when they feel like you're helping them out, they want to help Absolutely. you out. That's yeah. just the nature of people. People and, do and certain people things, things you might say, you know, down the road to your point,
2: certain things you mm-hmm. might say I've seen where, you know, a player will stand in front of, uh, you know, some hot mics and he'll say something that could easily go viral on social media if taken the wrong way. And every reporter will be like, you know what? We're going to help you out here. Yeah. We're going we'll to leave frame this yeah. the right way, or we're going to leave this alone because no. we know what you meant. Right. But they're not going to know what you meant, so we're just not going to put this out there at all. So it, relationship building. It is. It absolutely is, and that's that's something you learn as you get
1: a little yeah. older and he, get a little learn, more mature. I think you'll figure learn. it out. He'll all right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. I have a question for you guys about Mozzie Smith: How he played hmm. and where he is going from the standpoint of his progression I have from the beginning. Information of
3: the season. about him. I'll tell you after the break.
1: All right, let's take a break. We'll be
5: back. (laughs) DallasCowboys.com (laughs) Radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the Cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. Faster than you think. Take five. The official oil change of the Dallas Cowboys.
6: It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get fifteen percent off their seventy-five dollar order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the Playmaker at getjackblack.com/slash Cowboys with the code Cowboy.
0: supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com to find a location near you. Back
6: to the break.
4: Okay, experience the magic of the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at Christmas time. Available through the holiday season on select dates only. Christmas tours of the star get you a VIP viewing of Cowboys Christmas extravaganza. Extravaganza. A holiday themed guided tour of the star. Festive takeaways, including a limited edition ornament. That's I used to love the ornaments when I was just go to yeah. holiday parties here. Yeah. A Santa hat. spaces is limited. Book your visit at the slash tours today.
1: Extravaganza. Those,
4: cool. Those ornaments were cool. I think my whole tree, I was here long enough where my tree was always. <laughs> yeah, my like wife ornaments. has one from every year every pretty year. much. Yeah. Every year. Yeah, yeah
1: every year. sure that She puts on the yep. tree every year, so... Nice. Of our four trees. Yeah. yeah. Four trees. All right, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, four oh, You're stocking. rich, rich. For, no, rich. No, it ain't that. Y'all are rich. No, it ain't that. My wife for is rich. Four stocking. So I understand. That's totally out of control. Totally out of control. Can't have money. Out of control. <laughs> All right. Amber. You guys
4: before before are we went doing to break. a great job, by the way. Keep it going so Derek can have four
1: trees. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Amber, before we uh, before we went to break, you said you had a great piece of information for us on Mozzie Smith. What you got?
3: Um, our girl jazz okay. oh, back yeah. love there, jazz yes, she capture on video mozzie smiling oh <gasps> Yeah That's the news He was like Christmas smiling.
1: miracle Christmas miracle <laughs> This was during Christmas The Salvation miracle. Army I, look, We have not seen <laughs> Mozzie smile Since draft day Jaff day he was All yeah, smiling I by, was like yeah. This guy's great news. He's got a great Personality He's so alive Beautiful smile And, and his after after that beat him down So bad that, <laughs> I mean, From that point forward I'd never have seen yeah. Mozzie smile He switched into the mode He was bubbly on the bus Ride over Walking through The facility But
3: the Christmas spirit Christmas miracle Kids, right? Doing yeah, the kids he was thing? doing the Salvation Army. <laughs> there we go. They yeah. the, yeah. to bring out the smiles. No, the, they ser- the serve the food. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, where there's well, ser- Good service yeah. will do. The yeah, same yeah, yeah, thing. So yeah. So he had a very nice smile. Okay. I'm like, oh wow, there it is. We go, go, yeah. go
1: Mazi. Way to go. So breaking news. All right, so now you guys get a chance to talk about him. How's he played? How is he progressing? Like, there's been a lot of talk yeah. about him from the beginning of the season. Are you seeing the progress?
4: I think the thing with I think with Mazi and. I feel like I've been pretty consistent throughout this because you do. When you sit down and watch him, the only issue that Mozzie has is when he's laid off the ball. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he can play with power. He can get pushed. He could, he could disengage. He can get down the line. He's not, The grass is not dying under his feet. He moves. He's lateral. He can do the things. I, I just really believe, though, that there's times where it's like, Three really good plays for him, getting off the football, doing all the things I just talked about. And then the fourth play, he might be a little bit gassed, a little tired. And now it's he loses his, his train of thought, and he's late. And then they hook him or push him. or, And now he's trying to kind of fight and all that. But I think Mozzie Smith, if you just watched him and don't look at numbers, he's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. He really, really is. I, and, and he's not – and I know – We'll always play this game where, well, they could have taken this guy. Well, they could have taken this guy. They could have taken this guy. Mozzie Smith will be fine for this team. Mm-hmm. If Mozzie just develop a little bit more consistency of getting off the football, I think he will be just fine, and everybody will be happy you have Mozzie Smith.
1: Real quick before anybody else jumps in, have you seen players in your time, Brian, as a, yeah. as a talent evaluator, have you seen that be an issue for players that they've gotten better at over time? Oh, getting get off,
4: the off the ball. ball. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think I think a lot of it has to do if you watch Michigan play football. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it even happened with with Taco a little bit. You know, Michigan plays a scheme where it's more of a read than react. Yeah. And all of a sudden when you get into a game, you revert back to things that you once did. You know, when you get in trouble, it's like, "Oh, I'm not I'm not making a play here. I'm not okay. What? And then you revert back to some some, some of the things that you know, that, that Bryce Young's going through right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's things that he's trying to do in college that he can't, you know, it's not translating because you're reverting back to those previous things. I I, I absolutely believe Mozzie's with the right staff here. When you got Dan Quinn and AD and those guys, I mean, they coach these guys up hard. You watch, the, you watch how the defensive line plays, how they get off the ball. That's all Mozzie has to do. If he's watching himself in relation to the, all the other guys, They're all getting off the ball, and then he's just a tick Mm -hmm. late, or he's, and you could, and you could tell. And I'm sure that they're, and you don't even need to say it to him. He could see it with his own eyes, and he could probably feel it a little bit. But yeah, I I think this is absolutely something that the more that he plays, the more that he'll understand that he has to, like, I gotta be quicker, gotta be quicker, gotta be quicker. That's, that's, if there's one coaching point that just needs to be ingrained in his head, it's be quicker be quicker. And if he is, uh, he could be a pretty damn good football player. He and, really can. and I
2: believe he will be a pretty damn good football player for this for this Cowboys team going forward. Um, the, the thing for him is he gets to benefit not only from the coaching staff yeah. that he's with, but he also gets to learn from a player like Jonathan Hankins, um, which also, not so coincidentally – relieve some of the pressure as far as him having to step in and be that super impact guy from day one like they needed from right. a Taco Charlton. They don't need that from Mozzie Smith because you have Jonathan Hankins, Osa, mm-hmm. Chauncey, you know, flashes, Neville. So he has time to come in and learn the game and progress and get better. So if the question is, are we seeing progress? Yes. Yeah. It's hard to say you're not seeing progress when you look at, you know, for example, those two consecutive stops against Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. with the uh, Giants, uh, you know, backed up on the end zone, on the goal line. I I should say that penetration was fantastic. That pursuit on that second one to kind of get and get the back angle and tackle Barkley from the back. Also great. So also a career high uh, in reps for him and plays, I think 2023 plays last uh, game. So Dan Quinn is starting to get more confidence in him, which will build confidence in the rookie himself. And then he'll be that much more bought into improving himself and improving his get off on that uh, line of scrimmage. So, Progress, yes. Is he where he will end up being? Absolutely not. And yeah. that's because I believe his ceiling is much higher than a lot of the fan base is giving him credit they, for. Yeah, they the, expected him right. being a first-round yeah. pick. Oh, he's going to come in and he's going to... He doesn't have to because of the personnel around him, right. but also he's transitioning from that Michigan play style yeah. to what Dan Quinn is yeah, asking the him read to and
4: do. reaction. Yeah. Which
3: uh, is what... Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, ahead. which is what surprises me because he doesn't have to and the people around him I would think he would be playing better because he doesn't have that kind of, like, stress Rips. on him. It does come down to yeah. reps, but at the same time, we I guess it's not fair necessarily comparing him to other guys on the team or other positions because it's a totally different yeah. job, so definitely not fair. But we have seen guys that take advantage... Like, they're just better at it. And then it, it, it makes me wonder like, okay, are we wrong for our own personal expectations of him? Or well, it depends I, on I what your
1: expectations back. were is really what
2: it boils down to.
1: Yeah, I think it goes back to what Brian was talking about, though. It's if like you think they, drafted Jalen yeah. they drafted him for traits. They drafted him for traits, and they knew they were going to have to develop some things in him, right? Yeah. And and the way he played in Michigan is not what they're asking him to do here. So right. I think when you do that, then you have to also accept the fact that he's going to need time and reps in order to get to where you want him to be. But yeah. he has all the traits that you say he can be successful. Right? Neville
4: Gallimore... Whether you like him or not, I think there's times where Neville, Neville Gallimore flashes. Oh yeah, and I remember mm-hmm. him coming out of Oklahoma having the same issue. And if 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 Mozzie played as quick as Neville Gallimore plays right now, the way he gets off the ball, Mozzie. So you, how
3: long it take him? With
4: those trades. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. uh, it, it was uh, it's you know what do we? I mean I know Neville Gallimore is what like I, I don't know how many years I he's think been he's four, four
1: or four years but
4: I'm yeah. saying it, it was like it was two years. You know, and then you, you go from playing that read and react system to go, just go, go. Yeah, just, and, uh, and and yeah. and I could say you see Neville Gallimore do disruptive quick things. When he came out of Oklahoma, like I said, he wasn't playing that way. Mm-hmm. He, and he had, had some injuries and it kind of set him mm-hmm. back and all that stuff. But man, he was a he was one of those guys that it, it took a little time. I just think the same thing with Mozzie. Mozzie's such a big, powerful guy. You know, and, and how uh, conditioning is gonna be a factor here, you know, with him. You know, stay in shape, don't get too heavy, don't yep. get where you can't move. You know, be a guy that, you know, kinda in the off season, you know, work on your quickness, work on the get off part of it, but make sure that and you're for you're, his you're,
3: size, he's in pretty good shape. That's what like, I'm saying. He's in no, really good don't shape. get
4: don't get big and yeah. sloppy where you can't, you know, you get guys like I say, you look at Hankins, he's a mammoth guy, but he, he does it yeah. he plays quick. Yeah. He so does Osa. Quick. Yeah, yeah. They, they play quick.
2: Yeah. Osa's
1: chiseled.
4: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, he's like an
1: um, yeah, swimsuit model yeah, guy, right? Now, yeah. Miami, but I he think. did that over a year. Like he wasn't yeah. that last year. No, this that's year. what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, he's like out. he's yeah.
4: thinking about another job or something. <laughs> down there but, but yeah, it, it, it's just going to be. I, I think that the expectations of first round picks around here are huge, and what happens is people see Michigan defensive line and they immediately think of. They always think of taco. Yeah, they immediately think of that. Which is, and then the now fact. you throw Michigan Schoonmaker in there, and now they all really hate Michigan. Yeah, you know. And so. I think well, what will also country, help yeah. uh, Mazi
2: yeah. over time <laughs> organically, as far as his get off and his quickness, is he'll start processing quicker yeah. and he'll start thinking less. Yeah. Right now, he's yeah. thinking a hell of a lot, which just makes sense because he's a first-year player who hasn't gotten a ton of reps prior to getting you know twenty-two, twenty-three, uh, and then you saw when he got those reps he became more comfortable he started playing more football versus trying to figure out how to play football the way the Cowboys want him to play. So better. once they cross that uh, event horizon and he goes from trying to figure out how to play football for the Cowboys to knowing how to play football for the Cowboys, that's when it'll click and you'll see him
1: really start to dominate games. Mm-hmm. All right. We didn't get a chance to get to the questions. We're going to save those for tomorrow. We'll get to those tomorrow. I know I had <laughs> several. Figure. I know. I had several from <laughs> fans. Figure. We're going right, to get to those tomorrow. So if you're <laughs> to listen, out, smile. you, know, you listen, check checking out. I Patrick
4: and I did a show last week where we got to a lot of questions. I don't yeah. know what this show
2: <laughs> we is We had to talk about Mozzie Smile. We had to get in there.
1: All right. We'll get to that tomorrow. I promise. Uh, we'll get to that tomorrow. All right. Till then, for Patrick Walker, Brian Whoa. brought Ember Amber, Amber <laughs> Garcia. This has been the break. Live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?